Hey there, I'm Nunzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I am super excited to share a brand new freebie with you. It's my targeting ideas for Facebook ads. If you've dabbled in Facebook ads or you've done them and you've tried them and you're just looking for some fresh inspiration for your audiences, this freebie is for you. I share my top Facebook ad targeting groups for you so that you can have inspiration and find those people that are perfect for what you have to offer. From warm audiences to cool lookalike audiences to cold interest-based audiences, I cover all three in this freebie. Head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences to grab your copy today. Hi, Aubrey. Welcome to Market Scale Grow. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Zendaya. I'm so excited to be here. This is actually my first uh, podcast interview. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that to me. I'm glad. Welcome. I'm excited for you to uh, be here and for you to share your experience. Thank you. Thank you. You want to start by telling the listeners where you're from and if you're still in the classroom, what you're teaching? I am happy. So uh, I am born and raised in California. Uh, I still live here in Northern California, and I am currently teaching middle school science. So um, this year I taught seventh grade science, and then next year I'm actually moving to a new school where I'll be teaching fifth through eighth grade science. That's a cool change. I'm really... Yeah, I'm really excited. It's a super small school. Um, So like their sixth grade class was 12 students. Um, So it's going to be a big change moving from a big public school where I have like 110 students down to like I'll have a total of like maybe 70 students. So I'm excited, but I still get to teach science, which is what I love. Awesome. And if I remember correctly, the name of your of your business is the science teacher of the science classroom, right? I should the modern science class. Yes. So that's everything you do is science. Everything I do is science. Um, I really believe right in teaching that students that like science is all around us. You don't, um, like everyone can be a scientist and everyone can be good at science, um, because it's literally how we breathe and function. Um, it's in, Uh, our daily lives all around us. And so um, I really just want to help students explore that and incorporate their own interests into the science classroom so that they feel like they are quote unquote good at science. Awesome. I love that. I um, personally enjoy science, but um, it's kind of a different spin that you just put on of like, it's everywhere around us. It's not just like a subject. It's life completely entirely exactly and it's really like I've found that students generally say like oh I'm good at art 
right? Or like, I, I'm good at history. Or then you have the occasional student who's like, oh, I'm good at science. Um, and I really wanted to kind of like break down that barrier and just say like, you know, history can be brought into science and science can be brought into history and all these things. And like, same with art. So um, I really, this year I really worked on like making sure that my students felt like they could be um, good at science and still incorporate their own passions or their interests. Um, so that's kind of my, that's my goal in life is make them everyone quote, quote unquote, a good scientist. Oh, that's a good goal, especially with your role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did you get to be a teacherpreneur? I feel like I came into teaching and being a teacherpreneur in a very circuitous or alternative route. Um, so I uh, was an intern teacher uh, in 2017, 2018, and then I um, ended up... Uh, having a baby and I needed to go on an unpaid maternity leave. Um, so I needed to supplement that sort of in or my supplement and have some sort of income. So that's how I started to, um, create like these resources. Um, as I had like no income for my entire maternity leave, um, cause I switched schools in order to be closer to home and actually have a maternity leave. Cause the other school that I was at wasn't able to like give me the maternity leave when I needed it. Um, Aww. it was an interesting, it was, it was, yeah. Um, so I just started, uh, taking the resources that I had been using in my own classroom that I had. And I started with the ones that I really loved. I was like, I really, my first freebie is actually like on an earth science um, cycles of uh, like resource cycles in earth science. And I was like, Oh, I loved that project. I'm going to just start um, put it on TPT. Um, and it was really successful. And then I've just like slowly been building. So I started my store in 2019. Um, and it's all focused on secondary science um, and those science and engineering practices. And it's all NGSS aligned. So our next generation science standards. Thank um, you. Yes, exactly. Um, so that it really came out of a necessity. And then um, when I was on my maternity leave, I was like supplying my long-term sub with all of the curriculum. And I just was like, this is so fun to like create these things and like, um, you know, like see how, get her feedback of like, oh yeah, this went really well. And, you know, I feel like we could modify that for next year. And, uh, I just really like fell in love with creating those resources, um, and then seeing them in the classroom. So many people do a very similar thing of what you're saying. They make things that they're going to use in their classroom and then they start putting them up. But I love the idea. And I know you didn't do it intentionally, but the idea of you created something for your classroom, but then you gave it to your sub to do, because when you're teaching your own lesson, you know, what's in your mind, you know, how it's supposed to work, you know, all that, but giving it to someone else is almost like the perfect test for TPT of like, now someone else has to read what you've done and look at all of your thing. And they can't just stand there and be like, oh, this is what I meant when I wrote that. So it's almost like an even better test of all of what you created and 
yeah. So that's kind of cool that it accidentally happened and almost even better. Yeah. I love that feedback. You know, I do love, and I always feel like I'm going back and like revising and, and recreating things, figuring them out. Like it was particularly like with the transition to online learning where like, I went back and I was like, all right, these notes need to change. You know, we we need to do Google forms instead, or we're going to do my newest thing that I've just finished like a training on was making like digital mazes, you know, just to bring in more um, like quote unquote fun into the classroom. Right. Because we're all online and you're like, we can't do a whole lot of pen and paper. Even those students who are in person, were still um, like a hundred percent digital assignments. So um, yeah, I love that being able to constantly progress on something and allow it to evolve. And that feedback from my sub was uh, really valuable. Can you explain a digital maze for me? Oh, what program do you use? Like, what is it? Yeah. So um, I have to give credit to Lindsay Bowden. She did a free five-day challenge. Um, um, and so essentially what it is, is like, a, think of like a maze, right? And you go, you have a question, you start with like a question box and then there's a path that you will take based off of the correct, uh, the answer that you choose. And so different answers will lead you to different question boxes and you're trying to get to the finish line. Right. And, um, traditionally you can, uh, print them off and students like color them in. Um, but uh, she also showed us how to do it in Google Sheets so that students type an answer and then like the pathway is um, illuminated or highlights once the, the correct answer is um, like submitted. Pixel art, right? Kind of like pixel. Like yeah. Only think of it this way of like there's um, almost think of it like there would be like 12 boxes and then as students type the correct answer, the path appears to take them to the next spot. Um, so I kind of think of it as like a video game, like in Mario where like you start on one little like column and you have to like perform something to jump to the next I one. Know exactly what you mean. Yes. Um, so that was something that like I, just learned how to do and make it more digital, right? Because like I said, my, 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 my business name is the modern science class. And I really want to incorporate like those 21st century, 21st century learning skills. Um, and technology is a huge one of those. Um, and I also found that it was really valuable for differentiating, right? There's some students who um, like, I would provide the answers and incorrect answers and they had to like highlight which ones. And then other students, I challenged them to say like, okay, you need to supply the answer and the, the digital resource will check it for you. So um, that's my newest thing that I'm going to be like adding to my resources this summer, these digital um, and printable mazes. So um, always learning and growing. It's not that you can't do it with paper because you absolutely can give like this version to one student and this one to another one. But I just have found that it's so much easier 
with like a digital and I, maybe it's just the way my brain works. I don't know, but I find it when I was teaching online before I found it so easy to just, okay, these 10 students are getting this one. These 10 are getting this one and like off we go. No problem. Snap a finger. So that's really cool that you've kind of figured out a way with to like integrate all of these things. And it takes time, right? It takes time. This is my fifth year teaching. And, um, I feel like you can even see that in my store, right? Like the growth and evolution of my own skills and resources, um, started to incorporate you know, more, uh, scaffolding for differentiation or whatnot. So it's always, always growing. Like I, I always say like my personal model is, um, motto, excuse me, is, uh, progress, right? Not perfection. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're always learning and always kind of growing and progressing as, as individuals, but especially as teachers. I remember before, I think I must have been in teacher's college, that I heard something about the third year, after the third year of teaching, teachers like stagnate and they don't, and it terrified me. I did not want to be three years in and to never learn anything new, never do anything new, never try anything new with my kids. And I think that that, because I'm now in my, this go, September will be my eighth year, um, Now, I did spend the last year off on maternity leave, but anyway, that's irrelevant. Um, I think that hearing that before I started gave me like a little bit of a fire under me to keep me moving forward and constantly like trying for those new things. And so I think it's like a really important personality trait for teachers to have of that desire to learn new things and try new things and to not just stick with what they know and what is constantly like already working. And so it's really cool to hear that you've brought that not only into your classroom, but then into your store as well. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, uh, I totally get what you and agree with what you're saying. Like there are some teachers who, um, are constantly, uh, progressing and developing their own selves. Um, there's some teachers who, um, aren't as motivated or aren't, um, as open to that. But I really think that a lot of teachers, and I would say the vast majority of teachers, especially during distance learning, really like challenge themselves to, to grow and develop as educators. Um, very few teachers. I mean, I think everyone should get a round of applause. Um, but very few teachers right, learned how to teach online in, as you call it, I love you call it teacher college. Um, that's, um, that's not like a course that you sign up for, you know, like zoom with students 101. Yeah. It was totally forced on us. And the option kind of was, if you can retire, find a new something or come on up with us, let's go. And I think I would say the vast majority, I agree. They, um, they went with the, let's go, let's figure it out. Totally. Move forward. Totally. Um, teacher's College isn't something I made up. It's it's like what it's called here. <laughs> well, I, I, I should. <laughs> that's just what we call it here. So it's, I kind of assume that like that's what it's called everywhere. You know how like your norm is assumably everyone's norm, but totally. I just love that term. Um, it's It p- describes it perfectly. Um I feel like in the States, like there are so many different programs. So like I did an online teaching credential, Mm -hmm. um, program. So I was like teaching full time 
and doing my online teaching credential. Um, so I always feel like I'm just like an outlier. I'm like, I, I earned my, my degree in an alternative route. Like I did intern teaching rather than student teaching. So I'm just like, don't, don't, I'm the alternate route person. <laughs> um, okay. So you kind of talked a little bit about it, but in the, the growth and change of your business, what are some of the milestones that you've hit? Like really big moments for you, either challenges or really proud moments that you have that have shaped that growth of your business? Yeah. Wow. That's an amazing question. Um, I think one of my biggest milestones was last summer, I actually created um, a course for teachers um, that wanted to make um, a class website using Google Sites um, because that's what I did kind of in preparation for this 100% online learning year. Um, so I think that was my biggest milestone and biggest achievement, um, really putting myself out there and like designing that course. Um, I would also say in terms of like the resources, um, creating more um, like truly digital resources. And I really want teachers to be able to like edit my resources. So I upload almost everything as like Google Slides, Google Docs, um, so that it's really customizable. Um, and so I would say like learning how to really take those resources and make them really digital, right? Rather than just being like, oh, you have the digital file, but like, no, they're effective for online learning or effective for online or digital work completion rather than just being like, oh, you can edit it and then print it off type thing. Um, so that would be two of my milestones. Um, I feel like I'm definitely in the phase of like still growing my skate, my, um, my store. Um, I am also a mom to my son will be two in August. And, um, that is, just totally changed how I um, am able to do my business. Um, and so it takes a lot of uh, effort, I would say, con and, and more like mental energy, right, for me to follow through of all the steps of creating and posting to TPT and then marketing. Um, and so I still am figuring out that balance while um, having a you know, a typical two-year-old running around the house. <laughs> my, so I have two kids. I have, my son is um, two and a little bit. He turned two in March and then my daughter just turned one. So they're really close together. Um, but I totally know what you mean, that there is like your brain, the, the focus of what needs to be done and making sure you have quality time with them. Plus you're in the classroom, which adds another layer on to what mm -hmm. you are trying to balance. So kudos to you. Thanks. Thanks. I do have a question about your second milestone that you said you hit um, with your total digitalness of your um, products. This is something that comes up so often in a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm part of, of people offering digital products and the, the fear of somebody else just like ripping them off. And if it is completely editable and it is, isn't a password protected PDF, that your work's not safe. So 
is this a mindset shift you had to make or how have you like made that part of your business or is it still something that like terrifies you and like, where are you in that? Do you know what I'm asking? (laughs) I do. I totally do. So I have to go back and think of, um, kind of like my motivation. Um, and my motivation was to create resources, right. That supported student discovery exploration and helped teachers facilitate that. Um, and my, and supplement my non-paid maternity leave. My goal, um, was really though to, to help teachers. Um, and, I had to, like, I'm a, I'm a very optimistic and trusting person. And I had to just like, know that the best way that I could serve people and teachers was to make digital resources. Cause that's what I would want. Right. I, I know there are teachers out there that have probably recreated a PDF worksheet in Google slides or Google docs, right. Because they needed it digital or they needed to edit something. And I've decided not to be fearful about that. Someone could totally rip me off, right? But I'm going to put those positive vibes in that and hope for good karma. And I also believe in teachers, right? I think that we're an incredibly altruistic group of individuals who, um, you know, are giving so much of ourselves, right? That selfishness isn't really in our genes, um, and so it's, it's something that I choose not to worry about because I would much rather focus on serving my teachers with the resources that they need. And I love when people say, oh, I loved being able to edit this for fifth grade and I changed the language so that it worked a little bit better for my fifth graders or for my EL students or for um, my gate students, whatever it was, I, um, I kind of thrive off of that and getting the feedback of how much they liked being digital. Um, and I choose to just not turn a blind eye, but um, to trust that people will be ethical and um, fo- like I said, focus on the positive of those, those people who are benefiting and appreciating those 100% digital resources. So um you said a couple of things that like rang so true to me. I actually teach in a French immersion school and it is getting easier, but it is hard to find quality resources in French. And so when I find something that I can edit, if it's in English and I can go in and just change the words to French kind of thing, it helps so, so much because there And again, it is getting better. There are tons of really talented French immersion authors out there now that are creating these resources in French. But there was many times that I stood in front of the photocopier with whiteout and having to write something in. And so knowing and then feeling that guilt of like, well, they had it in English and I'm still like, I'm not selling this. I'm using it for my classroom. I, I purchased it with the like all of these things. And I know that I'm not really doing something wrong, but you feel like you are. And so, um, I love that you're just open to it and it's, this is the best thing for everyone. And I'm okay with taking that risk. And a lot of teachers, um, I mean, I've seen in Facebook groups, like a lot of people, you know, they are giving away their own free resources, right. 
or they're recommending other people's paid teachers, paid teachers. And then they're calling people out too, being like, I can think of like, uh, I think it was like zippity d designs. Mm-hmm. Um, like someone was like straight up selling her resources. And there was this amazing Facebook community that went in and like reported it and got it shut down. And that just shows me like teachers value other teachers work. Right. Um, and I just, was like, I want to be on that bus, right? Not this other bus. Um, and I, I totally respect other people who do lock down their resources. And, and especially, you know, if you are using other people's clip art, you know, like there's ways to put it in as like a, um, as the background. So it is protected. So you're protecting other people's work. Um, but, um, I just, I just believe in teachers. That's, that's kind of my, believe that they're gold. I've seen that too. What you were saying about like when things aren't happening, right. There are people screenshotted and make sure that the person finds out. So I do agree with you that there are so many more teachers on the right side of the fence and that, and in the end, doing the right thing for the students and the teachers is, is the best thing too. So kudos to you. I'm really proud Thanks. of that. <laughs> Um, okay. Next question where, and I think you kind of like sort of answered this, but where in your business growth journey are you? Would you say? I would say I'm definitely growing. Um, I, I'm about to switch schools and we're going to go, we're going to, the school that I'm going to go join is project based. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be much more manageable because the classes are going to be so small. So I think a lot of my resources are going to start to be more project-based or, you know, hands-on activities, uh, especially after, like, it's going to be like a 180 from being 100% digital and less hands-on this year. Um, So I definitely feel like I'm growing in that area. Um, And... uh, yeah, I feel like I'm still growing in also in my marketing skills as well. I'm and not a, how are you marketing your business? That's a great question. So, um, I would say not well, first, of all. <laughs> um, I'm very honest, but I am trying to highlight how I use them on, on Instagram. I would say Instagram is my number one social media platform and marketing platform. Um, uh, followed by, a, I just got started using Pinterest, um, but I really like uh, Instagram. I love the community that's on there and like getting able, being able to like react to people's stories and then watch their reels and then their IGTVs and like their lives, all of these like different opportunities for engagement and interaction. That's what I love. Um, I love like just sending people DMs being like, I loved this resource. Like that's such a cool thing. And, um, you know, that's probably, I think where my, um, my growth needs to happen most is probably in my marketing. Um, but like I said, I'm still figuring out how to balance all of this. Um, I don't know how you do it with two kids. Uh, it's amazing. Kudos to you. Um, but definitely I love Instagram. Um, uh, I'm on Facebook, 
but I'm not the best at it. Um, I love looking and reading um, in different bunch of Facebook groups. And when I'm really good, I like try to give suggestions. Um, I do have like a Facebook page for my business um, that I don't do a whole lot with. There's not a lot of people that do a lot with Facebook pages these days. Facebook groups are, I was just talking about this with someone else um, yesterday, but the, with especially everything going online and these communities forming, Facebook groups have like skyrocketed. They were almost dying a couple of years ago, almost. Um, but with this transition to online, they've really gained popularity and become a very powerful place where you can connect with people and potentially depending on the group market and interact and build community. But I agree with you. There's just something about Instagram and being able to DM people and interact with their posts and their stories and their reels. That's, it's really good for relationship marketing. And I'm also a visual person, right? Like I, after this year teaching to black boxes, <laughs> like I crave looking at people's faces. Um, and so I think that's why I like Instagram more. It's a visual platform and Pinterest as well. Um, I am just, uh, like I said, I'm just starting on Pinterest. And so I, I, I'm really excited to start to like, see what other people are doing on there and putting my stuff out there. Cause, um, you know, we, you can talk a mile a minute, but like I do, but I, I think the a picture says a thousand words. Right. And that's what I really like. Um, I like doing it. Yeah. I am much better at being a consumer on Pinterest than a business owner. I um, will scroll Pinterest for hours looking for like new bedroom ideas or this or meals and inspiring quotes. But I have always struggled as a business owner with getting like my resources on and marketing myself on Pinterest. So I'm working on it also. Yeah. It's a lot of, I mean, I think teachers are always multitasking teacher moms and mompreneurs. It's just incredible. I don't know how everyone does it all. Like I'm just so, so impressed. Um, and I think, you know, like it's all, I think comparison is like the thief of joy, right? Is that quote. But I think we all have to just kind of give ourselves the grace of just knowing that like, we're going to do what works for us at in the moment. And we're all, most of us are all, wanting to grow and develop, you know, those systems of, and, and have more success. Um, but we gotta, I, I, I try and keep it real all the time. I'm like, I do it with my students where I'm like, guys, uh, my son didn't sleep last night, which means I didn't sleep last night, which means, uh, today's class is going to be, um, student directed, uh, cause I'm going to drink my coffee, right? like, or whatever it is. And, and the same thing goes, you know, with social media, it's like, we are in the middle of buying a house. And it was like, I was interviewing for a job and like submitting loan paperwork all at the same time. And I was like, oh yeah. And I have a new product that I should probably post, but, um, when, right? Like all of those things. And so, you know, consistency is my goal for the 2021, 22 school years, just being a little more consistent um, on all platforms. Cause I always am like, feel like I'm saying, hi, it's been a while. And then it's like 
silence, right? And then I'm like, oh, hi, it's been a while. Three of those in a row. Like, ah, like, welcome back. Hi again. (laughs) You didn't go anywhere. That was me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (sighs) Uh, And because this is my like specialty zone, how do you feel about Facebook ads? I've never tried them. Um, I have seen a lot of uh, teacherpreneurs using them. And some of them I feel are like super good, like super catchy. And like, I'm like, well, that's, I'm clicking that. I want to learn more about that. Um, and I, I feel like they've also gotten um, more personal, right? And more, uh, I like imperfection, right? Yeah, I, I don't want to see someone who is totally put together because I'm like, I'm never going to be able to meet them where they are. So I like seeing like that realness. And I really see that in Facebook ads recently is like teachers are being real and being like, this is not about being the perfect teacher. This is about, you know, creating systems or about learning how to, you know, have a better work-life balance. Um, and so, uh, I, I, it's definitely something that like, I hope if I, I'm going to try and relaunch my course this summer that I, um, I might even give it a go and, be like, hey, Jen Zaya, will you uh, check this out or help me with this? Because, um, you know, it, it's nice to have someone who's done it before and who's an expert walk you through it. It's the, the first time is very, there's so many different things. And so I would love to help you. That would be amazing. Many steps. Yes. Um, and what you said about things getting like, more imperfect and more personal there's I've noticed that trend kind of across platforms like not just in Facebook ads but also on Instagram of the importance of like just taking a normal picture that doesn't have your perfect filter and like things there's a mess happening in the background or whatever of this real life and I mean even still scrolling Instagram is somebody's highlight reel but it just makes it more or less depressing <laughs> when you're like, when your life is kind of, you feel like it's falling apart or it's just not the, that highlight reel to see like other people being real and honest and um, that it just, yeah, less depressing. So I have definitely also appreciated that shift across platforms of the ability to be more real and to be more personal and have that. It's more relatable. Yes. More relatable. Definitely. So, Okay. Last three questions, rapid fire. I already know your answer to the first one. I need to change this one. Hello, friends who are listening to the podcast. This is the last time I'm asking this question. <laughs> What's your favorite social media platform? Instagram. <laughs> What's your favorite tool or software that you use for your business? Besides from Google Suites, I would say Canva and Canva Pro. I love it when I can sit down and be creative. I use it for making workbooks. I use it for, um, you know, uh, TPT covers. I use it for story backgrounds. Um, even creating my posts, I create them all in uh, Canva. I love it. Yeah, me too. Definitely one of my favorites. And then what advice would you give someone who's just starting on their teacherpreneur journey? I would say that it's okay to post the resources that you are using in your classroom. Um, and it's okay to just start posting those bef- uh, and as you grow, 
right? Um, there's a lot of emphasis on like posting what your um, ideal customer needs. Um, but if you're able to do that, great. If not, then post what you're using in your classroom because it's a trusted and tried resource. Um, and you know it's going to be successful, right? Because you can talk about how you used it in the classroom, right? You can talk about um, like a particular student's interaction or success or challenges with it. Um, so I, I really believe in like, you know, use what you got, right? Um, in your own classroom. And then, um, you know, don't be afraid to try and fail. Like you're, like we've talked about, like you're going to, you might show up on social media for five days straight and then be gone for another five days. Like that's okay. Give yourself the grace and know that, right? Like it's a journey. It's a roller coaster, right? And um, you can still be successful doing it any way that works for your own life. I really like that first bit of like posting what's working, like what you're using in your classroom was working because similar to branding, I feel like people get caught up and can get paralyzed trying to figure out what the perfect shade is or what the perfect font is or what the perfect product for their ideal client is before they've even got started. And I think through the journey, like your brand colors and your brand font are probably going to change. And that first product that you post may be your bestseller and you may create an entire curriculum based on it and have this huge giant $300 product. But more likely, you're going to post other things and other things and other things. And you'll, through that, find your ICA and find that actual bestseller and find where you're going, where to take your store. But if you get paralyzed in that moment, you're just preventing yourself from those first baby steps that we all need to take. Yeah. And, and find, like, I even found that like, I was creating resources that I was using in my classroom. And then as I changed the type of resources that I was using, I was like, oh, this is something I feel like I could make for all these different topics. So find something that you're, that excites you, right? Like, and just because you've got a reading passage for physics, right? Doesn't, but you, but that doesn't bring you joy, right? Then don't worry about doing it for chemistry or for biology. Just like, let that be where it is. And if, you know, like making digital mazes brings you joy and you feel like you could do that for all, for, for hours or for all of your topics, then, then make that a product line. Um, but I just, I think that there's probably enough stress in our life and uh, we want want that we want our business to bring us joy too, right? That's definitely a hundred percent. I totally agree with that. It is. Yeah. It's a challenging enough journey as it is. There's no need to add layers on top of what it already is. Agreed. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been an awesome conversation. Thank if you. People want to find you. Where can they go? I would love for people to connect with me on Instagram. So my handle is at the modern science class. Um, you can also find me um, on Pinterest if you want to give my small Pinterest account a follow. Um, but please like send me a DM on Instagram and tell me you heard uh, my podcast uh, episode on market scale and grow with Jen Zaya. Right. And um, yeah. 
like that would, that's what's, I love hearing and connecting with people on Instagram. So find me there. Yay. I will make sure that your Pinterest and your Instagram. And then I think you have a website too, right? I do. Yeah, I'll make sure all of them are linked below. Perfect. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you. And uh, have a great summer with your kiddos. You too. Thank you for listening to this week's inspiring story. If you'd like to share your story with us, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash journey and complete the quick application form. Then head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community so you can join our group of inspiring teacherpreneurs who are working on growing and scaling their businesses too. See you soon.